Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Escobar, a.k.a. Kyrie Kerbin. And to my left, I have my co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Alex, a.k.a. Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that little baby who's becoming less and less hard-headed every day. God is still in the blessing business. He is still in the blessing <laughs> He business. is worthy to be praised. <laughs> and we have a special co-host uh, in the building today. You want to introduce yourself? Do I do my AKs as well? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you do. Okay. okay. Everybody. Um, everybody does it. This is Ron Blassingame, um, a.k.a. Scissors Baby Daddy, a.k.a. <laughs> Cincinnati since my mama had me, hey. a.k.a. <laughs> Ron B. from the T. But yeah, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming up. And had to hit your line. We needed you. We needed you in the. Uh, we needed you in the game. Um, so I feel like I'm finna get jumped. No, nah. nah. I'm chill. I feel like okay. I want no smoke. Okay. Nah. What makes you think I would jump you? Nah. He might have some me. Hair. You spar all the time. <laughs> That's fine. But like, what, you, what makes you think I would set you up for the whoop? Because there's a lot more like male energy in the room then like then it's just you and I mm-hmm. and I know <laughs> like I've you know me and Ron met like in passing last weekend the most random right the most <laughs> random event and like and literally I was like I was talking about something I mentioned on the podcast and he's like whose podcast and I was like shoot your shot I'm Ali Nicole he's like oh I'm recording on Tuesday I was like <laughs> well hi friend all right okay well so I brought Ron on the podcast first because I wanted him to kind of touch on um, some of the things that he's doing within his community with his with his brand as well as some other things he's working on. I want so let's get out that out the way first before we get into the nitty gritty before we get with the shits. Okay, let's get out the <laughs> let's, get, <laughs> let's get the positiveness. Out the way. Let's get the positive shit out the way first. <laughs> um. So. What all do you need me to like? Whatever you want to tell us. Talk your shit, man. Like I know. You know, I do not know. I do not know how to do that. Listen. So tell us. So tell us about a little bit about speaking in tongues. Tell about some of the not only the clothing brand stuff, but some of the like the like the interactive like charities and stuff that you are using that brand for. We want to highlight that. All right. So I have a well. I don't even like calling it a brand because I feel like right now the concept of like t-shirt lines and brands is so saturated, and it's cool. Because, like, you have so many different people, like, finding their voice through, like, design. Mm-hmm. But I've come up with this thing I, I want to call speaking, like, my creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have, you know, of course, the clothing version, the clothing piece of it. And then I have, you know, the service piece of it. So right now it's just, like, me venting through speaking in tongues. So whether it's, like, a T-shirt design or a service project, like, speaking is kind of like the house that holds everything together. Yeah. So um, I started speaking at Miami University. Um, love and honor. Big love and honor. Love and honor. Um, yeah, I started okay. speaking in Miami. Don't do Listen, okay. no cap. Listen, no cap. I will, you, you, I will you, fight for Miami. You see. Sorry. <coughs> I didn't even go there. I did. I went to Wright State and I went to UC. Check nope. my credentials. Bless your nope. heart. It's still, it's still love and honor. Um, but no, I started speaking um, <laughs> while I was an undergrad at Miami. And it was kind of just like, I, I mean, I knew people in Oxford, but for the most part, I really didn't have my own... I want like I didn't have my own voice, so I wanted to start something that kind of like was my own thing. I wasn't Greek, I, I wasn't an athlete, but I was cool with like most people. So right, right. Um, I randomly wanted to start a brand. I started it, and people like showed me a lot of love because in 2012, 2011, like not a lot of people were like creating brands. So it was cool for like someone 
who they knew right. um, to have like their own like creative venture. So was it was it was the first thing the Flintstones piece? The Flintstones and uh, that, that trash was like so um, hard. Uh, cloud crew. It was so bad because I, I didn't know Photoshop. I still don't know Photoshop Illustrator. So I kind of just like wing it, and God makes it work. So it's been solid so far. But really, just starting with that. But then after I started to like really, um, I guess make a little make a little noise on campus. I figured that I always needed to use my platform or my voice to do something bigger. So I wanted to like start to um, do like service related things. So I did like Gross. a clothing drive. And then, like, fast forward, I moved to Boston, um, where I did, like, my first year of service with AmeriCorps. And it was it was really cool because um, it really showed me how much power is in service work. So when I moved back to Cincinnati, I started to do um, this thing called Hashtag Lunchback. Right. And I won't speak of the lady who I was inspired by because most people on social media don't like her. Um, yes, Jules. Um, oh. So I, I saw her do that a lot um, in Miami, and I figured that it would be cool. To have it in Cincinnati. Even, even the blind squirrel finds a nut, of, nut every now and then. So even trash people can find good and, and, that's and a make fact. a good impact. A broken that's clock a is right twice, twice a, day. a day. That's a fact. And that's the nicest thing I have to say about that. So I, won't, I won't gas her at all. But it was just really cool for me, me to be able to see that. So um, I started to see her do that on Snapchat. And then I thought it would be cool to like... Um, to uh, do that in Cincinnati. So basically, I connected with my friend Deontay. Um, I made a flyer. I found a venue at the Cincinnati Public Library. They said we can use it. I basically posted the flyer, and then people just started to donate money. And then hashtag has been something I've been trying to do once or twice uh, each year. And then with that, um, the brand just started to, like, pick up. Probably the biggest has been last year mm-hmm. after uh, one of my tweets went semi-viral. But it was cool because, like, if you have Twitter, you know that if um, there's a tweet, there's threads under it. So right. thank you for Twitter. Thank you, Twitter, for that. So Vogue posted an article, and we all know, like us growing up in a black community, how normal it was to see a black woman with long nails, bedazzled, different colors, and Vogue basically tried to say that it was something new. So I had this idea since, like, 2016, this quote slash this idea, um, and it said, ghetto was nothing but creativity that hasn't been stolen yet. And I under- love that oh, so <laughs> <laughs> much. I love that so much. Oh, you just touched you do like I appreciate that. Oh, you just touched a nerve with that. <laughs> like I love I'm trying not to stand right now, but you just made me feel very seen. No, oh, thank you. And that's and that's what it was. And like a lot of my inspiration comes from black women and me growing up in Winton Terrace and me growing up in like low income areas because a lot of the things that I'm starting to be able to <laughs> <laughs> I know I promise that's gonna I, and I promise to like give you the credit for it but that like touches like because there are a lot of black women especially not to cut you off mm-hmm. but we in the workplace you know in our daily environments in classes silence. in school in silence in the way that we are constantly policed and mm-hmm. it's like it's not cool to be black until you find a way to make money off of it exactly and me being on social media and on tumblr like a lot of the things that were getting like reblogged or retweeted or highlighted on instagram on like the the um popular pages the popular page mm-hmm. it's like my aunt wore bottoms and my mom had long nails and my sister wore braids to school and like it was always considered something that wasn't supposed to be celebrated right, right. so i randomly tweeted it this girl named taylor uh, she was like, you need to put that on the T-shirt. And this is like 2016. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I will. So fast forward to like 2017, I started to sell the tees. And it was like going slow. Where can um, we buy these tees? Because I want one. Speakingintongues.com. I'll send you the link. Thank you. But um, That's S-P-K-N-G-N-Tongues. 
I-N-T-O-N-G-U-E-S.com. But, um, so, and I'll wrap this up because I know we have other stuff to talk about. But, um, so, under the, under the thread, I um, put the quote, and then I put four pictures of the T-shirts, and then it just went crazy. And then, no, it didn't go crazy. I posted it. I fell asleep. And <laughs> when I woke up, my phone kept going off. And I'm like, I looked at my phone. And I'm like, what the? Like, I'm getting all these retweets. And at the time, the shirts were, like, sold out. So then I hopped on my website, and I, like, put, like, the, um, put them, like, for pre-order. So basically, I put them, upload them back on my, uh, my website, and people just started to cop. And DeRay McKinnon, how do you pronounce his last name? The activist. DeRay. Just DeRay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he retweeted it and said this, so it started to go crazy. And then this uh, this young lady named Wana's World, um, she had ended up tweeting it maybe some months ago. Mm-hmm. And she, no, actually she tweeted it um, a few, like a week or so before I did. And it was getting like these, cra- like it got like 14,000 retweets. So under it, she said, I found the originator of the quote and she added me. And then she sent me this link and it was uh, an article from Flair Magazine where a young lady interviewed Issa Rae. And in the article, they referenced my T-shirts with Issa Rae in the article. Yo, that's so, lit. Yeah, so it stuff started to happen, and it went crazy from that. So people just started buying stuff, buying stuff. And then later on, like fast forward, um, I tweeted something about the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Then Chance the Rapper retweeted it, so I posted it under that. Started to go crazy. My friend Buku, she had a tweet that went viral. She posted it under hers. It started to go crazy. So all last year, um, like I saw the quote, in Vogue magazine and with Issa Rae and um, on Tumblr, like 30-something, 40-something, 50,000 reblogs and, like... It was at Afropunk. Yeah, Afropunk. Oh, Afropunk went crazy uh, because two people that... Well, one of the girls, she goes to Miami. She's an undergraduate student now. Her boyfriend, they were kissing and they caught the picture of them wearing a T-shirt. So that went crazy. They posted it on their... um, Kenny Styles. Their social media... Um, one of the players from the, the Miami, uh, Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, he um, bought a T-shirt. So it's just been like, I, it was some other people that, like, they were posting it, but it was weird because people don't read. And <laughs> when she, ref- the lady that wrote the article, she quoted us in the article, but since she wrote the article, people started to credit the quote to, to her. her. And then other people started to credit the quote to Issa Rae, and then they said Chan said it, and all these different people. And I won't get into, like, just, like, <laughs> we'll get into social media truths and truth truth yeah and just how people have kind of like t- and it, it's like I can't really get mad because we're all inspired by mm-hmm. other things but people kind of like taking the quote and like spinning it to like make it their own thing and going crazy and <laughs> we, yeah. but we'll yeah, leave that alone we'll because I don't want I want no smoke and I don't I want, want anybody to get oh I want, I want the, the smoke. smoke listen you know I want the smoke <laughs> oh because you because you you're you're like a humble down earth person that we're not I'm not. We ain't got I no home know, training. I just know that. Y'all niggas keep stealing. I just know that it's not. Well, <laughs> you got to hit niggas it, with the ah, ah. <laughs> I told you I to put that back. <laughs> I know a part of it isn't me. Uh, well, a lot of it isn't me. It's all God. And he's just like giving me like I'm kind of like a vessel to like articulate these different ideas. So it's I know he could take it away at any time. So I'm like, I chill. Whatever happens, happens. But um, yeah, so right now I'm definitely it's going really well with the brand and I'm learning um, I guess I've always been good with like marketing so I can like find different ways to articulate my creativity. Um, so right now I'm really just trying to do more in Cincinnati on the program 
programming side because everything that I do, I have all these ideas in regards to like programs. So it's like, how can I tap into like the Cincinnati market? Even though I'm from here, as an adult, I haven't spent much time in Cincinnati because I live in Boston. I was at Miami. Right. I worked in Middletown. So it's like I was hardly down here. So like um, starting now, especially like starting in 2019 um, with like pop ups and events, I'm really just trying to like meet more people here um that would like to engage with something different i guess mm-hmm. so um that's where i am right now and that's basically well, shout out to you Thank that you. is like amazing Thank you. and i love the fact that you let your creativity creativity fuel that like have to my dad he was like you know if you didn't have creativity you would go crazy and i strongly believe that like oh no i'm serious i walk come into work smiling and i leave work smiling because i know that my nine to five is not the only thing that i have it's like it's to fund same my creative stuff. Same. So right. But yeah. So again, big shout out to Ron for all of that. You know, that's why we that's the original reason why we brought on, brought you on here, but now that since you here. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, let's get to what we're getting into. So first How was your weekend? I can ask you the same question. How was oh, we were at the, we the, the same, same damn time. Same damn event. Wow. So shout out that wow. That that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> so me and Calvin, well, I, and Calvin's a vet at this point, but <laughs> I embarked <laughs> I embarked on my first Calvin season. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Sunel and Aaron and Andrew and the entire... The entire Cabin season conglomerate. Conglomerate. Y'all are a force to be reckoned with. Cabin? That, okay. Cabin season. Not like Cabin, like cat, not Miami Cabin, but no, Cabin Cabin. Cabin Cabin, like Log Cabin. I will say this, though. Oh. It did go up like a main Really? Game. Yes. Oh, wow. I but out. if you know, you know. This com- Listen, it's like, so for those who don't know, we kind of did a little shout out maybe a week or two ago. But Cabin Season is kind of designed for like young black professionals, very young professionals. We just need to get away for a weekend, just de-stress. Um, and it's, kind of, it's a really lit thing because you're in a cabin with some friends, some strangers. Because um, you're going with people that you generally know, mm-hmm. and it's not like something that's open to the entire general public. No, so you have to know somebody who knows somebody, meaning that I can bring a friend because I know the organizers. Got it. But it is very much so like invitation open. Because it, you never want to be in a position to be like, whose man's is this? Right, 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 and right. no one has the answer to whose man's. <laughs> and we're locked away in a cabin for a weekend with no cell service for real. In the woods, in a, in a different state, because I think we were the closest. We were we were generally the closest, and we traveled like three and a half hours. Right. Oh, so everybody else was catching flights to come. Or like and Atlanta was like it was like the second coast, and that was probably like four. Right. So 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 mind you, so trust is key. Trust is essential. You know, we need people who understand. You know. All types of manners and consents right. and everything else because again, no no real cell service, no real Wi-Fi because if you have however many people on the Wi-Fi, that's going to go slow. Right. So the cabin sleeps twenty six people. So twenty six people on the Wi-Fi, it ain't, ain't no Wi-Fi. Work. Ain't no Wi-Fi. Might as well. So and, and so so that's so that's what it is. So it's a, it's a weekend to kind of de kind of de stress as far as like you don't have a sign up sheet for the Wi Fi like all right no because because another thing and so without the Wi Fi and with no self service you're not really on your phone and because you're not really on your phone you're engaged engaged. and because you may know a couple people but you don't know everybody right and so you don't want to be that person that's on their phone the the entire entire time time, being boring yeah on top of that like from my experience I would 
Calvin and Sunel were the only two people there that I knew. So for me, it was like, all right, well, I'm out here for real, for real by myself because they got their own things going on. Sunel is hosting and CDU was busy. So I was, I was busy reading the Bible. You were busy was hoeing hosting. or hosting? I was, I was Okay. Not, okay. My bad. But uh, <laughs> leave. So Stop telling lies on my name. <laughs> Watch how you talk when you speak on my name. But um, so I was like, all right, well, me being the like a very social butterfly, I get along with people great off rip. So um, I had a ball because I came with the intentions on having fun, which is pretty much me. If I leave my house, I'm going to enjoy myself. Right. Like I Because I can not enjoy myself at the crib. At, for free. free. Right. Okay. That trip is not cheap. Um, but they do provide all the food, all the liquor for the weekend. You don't have to, the goal is to not have to leave. That's love. Because again, you're in the middle of the woods and it's dark and them hills that we had to drive on. Okay, so me and Calvin left on Saturday late because of me, but I'm never on time. So he should have known better. How dare I? How dare you expect me to be on time? Because we said <laughs> too, right? She and she pressed me on too. She was like, "Make sure you're ready by two. And I was like, "All right, cool, I got you." All right, so which actually perfect segue, perfect. Okay, I had to put everybody knows my car is Griselda, Griselda Blanco. <laughs> I love her. I had to put her in the shop to get her oil changed. Right. Right. Three and a half hour trip. I need to make sure my oil straight. Makes right? sense. So I put her in the shop to go get her oil changed. I run some errands while my car's in the shop. I come back. They said, "Okay, well your oil's changed. However, you need a front ball joint on your driver's side immediately." Like, be careful. And I told them what I was doing. Like, okay, well, I have a drive to Tennessee. Right. They were like, well, you'll make it, but, like, you need to bring it in as soon as you get back. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. So I said, how much was the repair? Because I'm thinking, he's like, well, I don't have time to get it in today, but you need to bring this back. And I'm like, all right, well, how much is the repair? Because I'm thinking it's a ball joint. Ball joints are not big. Like, they <laughs> can't be this big a deal, yeah, right? Narrator. It was a big deal. gave you that mess. He hit me. He said, oh, it's just about $600. And he said it so casually. <laughs> like, because it, it ain't his money. It's not. He was like, oh, it's just $600, but the part is $100, and then we'll charge you for your labor. And, of course, the labor estimate is always inflated so that you come prepared, right? I've been in enough auto shops to know that they always inflate, inflate the Shout labor cost. to my hood mechanic who... who well, would, say you need somebody with a cigarette hanging out there. Listen, <laughs> it could be the alternator. It could be the, it could be the transmission. Either way, it's about two. <laughs> right. Like, you need, need right. them. But, I, but my car, I just bought my car in June. So the only place she's been is the dealership. Like, you know what I mean? If this was a cash car, I'd have said this to my uncle right. and we'd have been fine. But no, I've invested into this car. So I need to get my money out of it. I ain't got my money out of it yet. I'm still paying on the interest at this point. So I was, I'm just going to go to the dealership. And the other part that fucked me up about it was, bro, I'm paying a car note. How am I paying for repairs too right now? Anyway, and if you know me, you know I'll flip a car in a minute, bro. I'm not keeping up. I'm not doing all them repairs and that bullshit. I will go get a new car. Facts. All my friends know I will get a slider in a hot second and say, <laughs> fuck this. So, and shout out to Ruby. The real niggas know. Ruby was my 06 Nissan. I had her for, whew, I paid $500 for that car and put a stereo system and some rims on her. That was my baby. Out here. Out here. So you so you took her to Dr. Miami? <laughs> I right. sure did. For cars. Took her to Dr. Miami. Said, Look, we need the whole shit. <laughs> we need the whole shit. So... Anyway, I'm tight about this repair. So I get back from cabin season. I drop her off this morning. They got the repair done for me. I was able to get a rental car for the day. Like, and as I'm literally handing over this money, 
Like, you ever feel your money just like Thanos gone, evaporated <laughs> out of my hand? Like, Every time I pay my rent? I was like, I had to think about it and I had to really check myself, like really check myself because Alex, a $600 repair a couple months ago would have taken you all the way out the game. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, and so be proud of the fact that you're in a position right. to say, okay, $600 here. Instead of $600, shit. Shit. Right. How am I going to get back and forth to work without my car because I don't have it right now? You know what I mean? Like, and that's just a very humbling feeling. Like, okay, you had the bread in your hand to take care of it. And number one. Number two, um, this is about, we talk a lot about what's our next step and what do we do to secure our next steps. Right. And taking care of home was a big one for me. Mm -hmm. And making sure that what's in the safe is safe for this kind of rainy day. Because what if it wasn't a ball drain? What if it was my transmission? What right. if it was something crazy? Like, the 600 could have been 6000 and I'd have been looking at a new car that, you know, to be honest, can't afford right now. Right. So everybody likes to act like they got it. I don't. So I was blessed enough to be able to say, okay, you've been working very hard to put yourself in a position that when shit like this happens, like you can take care right. of yourself. There's a lot of there's a lot of people out here flexing with with a, with a bank account that looks like an area code. <laughs> and we talking like the decimal point is be is if it's a five on three, the decimal point is behind the five. Okay. Like so, like, like, like and I'm not gonna lie, there's been days where the account was five one three and there are days where it's point five one three. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So we're I'm I can't front, but I'm just saying that we talk about growth and we talk about recognizing our growth. And this is an area of growth for me because typically I'd have just called my dad and he'd have figured it out and you know what I mean, or call mommy and they would have let me borrow one of their cars or something. And today was the day where I proved to myself that I really am right. becoming the woman that I'm becoming. And two, how dare I complain about this is a first world problem. Right. Because like I said on the last episode, my mom, we're at 32 days? 32 days of the government shutdown. So my mom was looking at a second paycheck that she will not get. And I just spent $600. I had the money to spend $600 on repair. I think about that as if this was my mother. My mother has not had a paycheck in two pay cycles at this point. A whole month. Let her have a six hundred dollar repair. Right. That would, you know what I mean. Right. She can't afford that, cause she's not like she could spend a check and get it right back. Cause she, you know, you got one in the hole. Because it's, because it's also you don't even know when you're gonna get that check to get exactly. Right back. exactly. So I I like I find myself extremely grateful and extremely humbling because I'm still on the road and it was just you know what I mean like right. like we were able to drive back and forth. No I was problems, no safe. Issues. My, you know what I mean? And I thought about it like I, that's a really, really blessed position to be in. Like, And never to, to remind myself when I'm complaining about my job getting on my nerves or when I'm complaining about putting gas in my car because I fucking hate putting gas in my car. I will ride. I will put, man, I, 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 it's something about pumping gas. That task that pisses me off, it makes me so mad. Like, Listen, I think for me, and so we talk about that, and we'll, 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 we'll wrap that topic up. It's like... Even still, like, I hate asking people for shit, right? Like, mm -hmm. I hate asking my mom for anything. I hate asking people for anything. Like, I would, but, like, my mom was, like, so I was, like, I was stressing out how to, how to pay for my therapist. I'm, like, shit, they asking for 85 a pop, like, and, like, I got it, but I don't, I ain't got it, got it. Like, right. I could pay it, but I don't want to because, like, that takes away from other right. things. And right. I'm, like, and I'm, like, I'm stressing to her, not expecting her to, like, you know what I'm saying, pay for it, but it's just, like, I don't, like, she knows what's wrong. Like, mm -hmm. she, she'll call me and be like, something's up. Like, you don't seem, what's up? Mm -hmm. right. And my mom is the one person I can't lie to. 
Can't lie to moms. Come out of everybody else. My can't. kid can't like kiddo is the exact same way. I could look at his face and be like, something's not. And so and so I'm like, and it's, again, it's the first it's the first world problem because you know like therapy, like how like you know you have a privilege to have access right for it, right? And so eventually we just like, look, do you think these? Do you think this is helping you? And I was like, I do. She was like, then don't worry about it. That's love. And so I'm saying like, even though like it's a hurt to the pride because you want to be like. I, I got this. I'm twenty. I'm a whole. I'm a big ass twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't was a you know big age of twenty seven. Big age, right? But at the same time, like you still have somebody like because I remember when we were broke, <laughs> where, where I got burnt out on ramen noodles. I ate them so much. Facts. Been there. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when I was on free lunch mm-hmm. for the majority. Of, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that we're not that that's not an issue anymore is a blessing. And even when we don't want to use it, the blessing because we feel like it's not authentic if we if if if, if someone helps us out every mm-hmm. now and then, I think that that's a that's a mindset that's really instilled in our culture, because we tell our eighteen year old men and women if they ain't going to college, they gotta get a job and get the fuck out the house. Oh, right. I definitely had a year right. to figure my shit out. You know what I'm saying, like, like even when I came back, I came back from graduation, college graduation, and had a had a year. What's next? All right, cool. Because even my mom, love her death, she was looking at me like so. And then you compare. This is what's due. And then you then you compare it to another culture where it's expected for at least the first five, at least for woman to stay in the parents' house until they find a husband. That or they graduate and walk into a trust, or they get you know graduation. I'm giving you. $250,000. Like, oh, I, I, you, you, I just need you to get the degree and you can come work for daddy. Exactly. Right. exactly. And so, and so, just the cultural differences as far as like where we feel like it's not authentic if we don't get it off the mud ourselves versus the, uh, you know, the other culture where it's like, it's expected to like. But that's like, um, and I don't want to keep referencing like speaking or anything, but no, that's why I made it. Shit. That's Talk why I made shit. like, that's one of the reasons that, that's one of the things that inspired that we turned scraps in the soul food t shirt mm-hmm. because. I think our culture is built on um, taking, I mean, we all know where soul food comes from. Right, like right. The scraps of whatever, and we turn them into, like, these amazing, like, cuisines the scraps of people. of the pig, scraps yeah. of the Yeah, collard greens are, like. The scraps of the grain. Yeah, so um, I think that we have, like, our culture is centered on, I won't say uh, hurt. I mean, it is a lot of pain in our culture. But at the same time, we're able to take those negative things and create like these beautiful like pieces whether it's food music being able to like uh find our way out of whatever random situation because even if we're just known even to be able to make laughter to mass pain like mm-hmm. even like black people will make a joke out of everything. Anything. anything and even things that we probably shouldn't make jokes right. out of but that we laugh. <laughs> drake <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? like <laughs> laughter is a, is, a, is a healing mechanism for a lot of us right and so because we're not i mean i don't think we're allowed to be especially black women but we're not allowed to be weak we're not allowed to show weakness because i remember when i uh weakness or we're not allowed to be vulnerable Emotional. at all yeah because i remember my first um and this changed my life uh, my first class at miami it was a management 111 course and it was a random term i don't remember what the term was but uh, our professor he asked the class like uh who learned about so-and-so and 10th grade or whatever and everyone in the class like hand their, their hand shot up and me coming from Cincinnati Public West High education <laughs> I'm looking around like when y'all learn this <laughs> this is standard yeah and it's like and man listen uh, as someone who graduated from Middletown High School I thought I was so prepared for college so I actually stepped in that motherfucker looking crazy bro I was like what, what? and in Miami of all things it's like Miami is a different 
I remember on one of the podcasts, he said it's a different, like, it's just a PW. Like, it's it's a different type of PWI. Like, I love it. I work there now. But, and it changed my life for, like, the better. But, bro, it, it will shake you up because you have no idea what it's like to be around, like, a speckle in a sea of white until you go to Miami. And it's crazy. But, we man. Used to, man, and we'll wrap it up. But I remember, because Miami's so white. They have a, they have a, they used to have a program made in Miami. They still, do they still have it? Mm-hmm. Made in Miami, where it's specifically designed for minority students to move in a week. At, like, Miami, like, from the classes don't start till Monday. But my but minority students move in the Tuesday before and then before and then the rest of the regular students move in on Thursday. And mm-hmm. you you when you get there you're like oh shoot it's a little you know, like, Asian person oh it's a few black people okay cool. And then you have and then like and I remember I was joking about the Great White Way, like man the Great White Way coming on Thursday. And when I tell you, we I I, I always felt like this like chocolate chips and a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Bro. Shoot, and when that white wave came in, and then that all the black people used to see like for Tuesday and Wednesday, just everywhere, and you see maybe one of them in in your normal everyday going to class, and you looking like, uh, uh, this didn't look like last week. But it's like, (laughs) but for me, I also related, but not really because Wright State was a better mix of culture. Like shout out to the Bolinga Center, Um, but. For me, in high school, I took accelerated courses. Mm-hmm. So I know what it felt like. And I went to Whitten Woods when I was, was starting to become a lot more diverse. Mm-hmm. So now it's all black. But um, I remember being the only black girl in an AP English class. And the only black girl. And so we're reading these books. And I'm like, what's wrong with Alice Walker? What's wrong with reading up on age-appropriate authors who look and sound just like me. What's wrong with that? And right. why is that not a part of accelerating or advanced reading? Right. Or, or because if you think about... Or Mockingbird, and, and then when it comes to that part where, I guess, one of them say nigger and all the white, it is like, everyone's just like... Right, look at that, uh, Calvin. Um, <laughs> you read aloud this time. Yeah, because, like, when you think about the complexity of, like, the color purple... Oh, my god, That concept was super... Adva- like, the concept of the book... I didn't, because of how glazed over it was in high school, I didn't get to the depth of what really was going on with um, Celie and Suge until, like, the, the the story itself, because we didn't get that. It's so crazy, like, even, like, because how old, I don't remember how old Celie was when she was forced to marry, even though that was the culture back then, but, like, even looking at the R. Kelly situation, how, for generations, that has been, like, yeah, like the it, norm. It, it, used to be, it used to be the norm, like... 15, that's, 16, 17 year olds. Like, if you ugly. weren't married by 20, you was, were, yeah. It was, it was late. That's ugly. And so, and that whole thing. But I do want to get into the other topic that you wanted to bring up. Because, again, this is a Shoot Your Shot podcast about posting and <laughs> dating, you know, gender issues. So I do want to touch on that before mm-hmm. we move forward. Because every guest comes with, comes with a topic. So it's part of, it's yeah, part of the think, culture. I couldn't think of anything like too, too crazy because right. I'm, a, I'm a boring individual. But <laughs> you're not boring, you're just wholesome. I try to be. <laughs> I try my best. But you talk, you you talk, you hit me about like like how shy like shyness kind of comes into play. I guess not even just shy, but like because I'm on Twitter a lot, and this concept of uh, I I remember I was talking to one of my um one of my friends who's a woman, and she said that her making herself available is her shooting her shot. So I'm looking like. 
it was crazy. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I, but when I on Twitter, Ooh. I see so many women I have that attacked. same, have that same. Or like, if they look at you, mindset. And- yeah, and it's like, so for me, someone who's like, I'm just. I don't bother people, and, and and I know how. I don't want to get into like. How yes, I feel attacked, Calvin. <laughs> yes, because that's exactly how I shoot my shot. That's you saw, you saw this eye contact. What you gonna do? But, with? but okay, so at the same time, like <laughs> even getting into like I don't want to be too woke, but like even getting get into the conversation about how, um, how men are like serial unwanted attention, like space, like, like just like hell, oh, you want me. Yeah, it's like, okay, if I see you looking at me, you might be looking past me at the dude behind me. I'm asking on my shirt. You might just be zoning out. And so if I come up to you and I approach you to shoot, and you're looking like, boy, what do you want? I'm looking at it like, oh, well, I thought that's how women shoot. Or if you, I don't know, DM me or I like didn't three say pictures. It wasn't problematic. I said that I need to grow some balls. Okay, <laughs> but at the same time, like for me, I won't say I'm shy. I'm just super reserved. I don't, I don't be in people's DMs. Like, if I get cool with you, you'll fall in love with me off of, like, just a friendship. So I try my best to, like, allow people their space to just be, mm-hmm. especially with women. So I find it hard when it comes to dating because I don't shoot. Like, I'm the type of person, like, if I'm going to if I'm going to establish a relationship with you, we have to be cool first. So a lot a lot of women get that confused, like, oh, he friends on me. And it's like, no, I'm not friends on you. I just want to know who you are outside of, like, a romantic but I also think that that's actually the a very healthy way to establish a relationship with a woman. And I hate the term friend zone. I, I do because there's nothing wrong with just being my friend right. without feeling like... Because I think when a guy says, oh, she friends on me, then it, it makes me question your intentions with me in the right. first place. I use, I use friends. So I used to use friend zone. So friend zone is, does have a negative connotation to me because there's, there's two different things. So it's like if I want to just be your friend, you didn't friend zone me because I, I agreed to right. the, the, the parameters of the, the relationship. Right. Platonic. Like there's you. Everyone knows. Diddy got mad female friends. Ain't all of them. Not not all of them friend zone me. There's some right. people I'm like, I'm just I need to We're be friends. We're just friend. cool. Yeah, We're just yeah, cool. Yeah. And so but the friend zone is when I shoot for more and you was like, nope, Nick. Back, back, back. Right. But see, here's the thing. I don't, and I can only speak for me, but I specifically stopped doing that because I can't just say, tell a guy that I know wants more from me that we could just be friends. Mm-hmm. Because from then on, every point of the conversation is like, so if I entertain this conversation, am I sending the incorrect the signal? Wrong, right. Like, I don't want him to think that I'm telling him I just want to be his friend. Because sometimes I, and I hate to say it like this, if you and I were going to be friends, we would already be friends. Right. So, but... Now, me telling you, oh, we're just going to be friends, some men take that as still, like, an opening or, or an opportunity to still shoot when, in all actuality, I don't see it like for you that you way. Over, then- right. And it's like, and then if I deny those interactions because I don't want it, then it's like, oh, she's playing games or she's she's going after all these guys and friends on me. And it's like, it's I, yeah, like, I don't want you. But I feel like a lot of corny, like, I've noticed that, like, and I'm sorry, I don't. I have to see things to to believe it. And I can take someone's, like, word for it. But, like, a lot of people are corny. So, like, when I hear all these, like, a lot of women, like, on, especially on social media or just, like, having conversations with my friends, like, dudes really be on some, like, cornball. Like, Trash. I'm like, and I didn't understand it until I saw, like, Trash. I see screenshots on Twitter or, like, I got a female. Uh, you see the DMs? You, bro, if you, if you want to on listen. some met, like, listen, I'm like, I'm I, lame. If, if you want to lose, like, 75% of the faith that you had, just, just 
Ask your homegirl to see your phone. Yeah, read read the D, not even the not even text me. Just read the DMs. My DMs are wild. A wasteland. A wasteland. Yeah. And you know what? I it's crazy. I think I spoke about this, but I had taken it personal one time. Because Yeah, we talked yeah, we, we talked about like I, it. Like it's hard not to take that personal. It's hard not to get in your feelings when you're hit with trash after trash right. after trash interaction. And you're just like, bro, I know this isn't what I'm giving right. off. I know that I don't scream, treat me like shit. Right. I know I don't scream that. So how am how is this energy still getting back to me? And then I have to really realize that some of these niggas, Alex, are just fucked just up. That's just and it may have worked. You're not See, gonna that, keep rattling. And, and a, you're a, not gonna keep rattling out of fence. You know what I mean? That's, I had to tell like some of because my one friend was like, I was like, if a nigga ever came to you on some crazy shit, it's because it worked. It because it worked with somebody else, right? And like, and people are creatures of habit. If it works one time, they're gonna try it until it doesn't work anymore. And so it may not be what you individually gave off as like, hey, I'm open to receive this bullshit. However. It may be a person before you or right. like maybe sometime in the past it was like he he or she did that exact same right. move and it worked. So he's like, oh, shit, this works. And and then it's still trying to figure out like, no, every person's different. But it's scary because I think a lot of people um, and I don't want to speak for women, but just like me assuming, I think like a lot of women don't get the space to like say like, nah, that's whack. And they just let it slide because it's easier to just go along with it than to, like, have the confrontation saying, like, why it's whack. It depends on the setting. And then I had to—because I was having this conversation with another guy friend of mine, and I told him that this guy had approached me in public, like, face-to-face on some wild shit. And, like, I cussed him out. And my guy friend was like, Alex, you're going to die because men are that, like, men don't that know how crazy. to take— like, egos is crazy. Yeah, egos are crazy. And I don't want to see you like that. He said, honestly, I'd rather you just splash your smile and keep it pushing than to, like, to defend yourself, rightfully so, right. and end up fucked up. Right. And honestly, that hurt, too. Like, you mean to tell me a motherfucker can come at me absolutely nuts? And for because of the fear of being hurt or harmed because of male ego and, and toxic masculinity and the, the threat of being denied, I could lose my life. Right. And the women that has actually happened to. Right. And, and it's fucked wild. up. That's, true. that's wild. It's fucked up. And so it's like one of those things where it's like you do have to move with. It's, so it's a double side effect. And I, and I see I see these posts all the time. Right. Yes. You do have to move with a sense of self-preservation okay. in this in this world because it's, it's an evil world we live in. You do have to move with a sense of self-preservation as well as the predator needs to not be the predator right like but like and so i even see this with you know with rape culture where it's like mm-hmm. where you see the posts like you know you tell women to not get drunk around man you tell women to, to to watch what they wear you tell women to do x y and z tell niggas to not fucking rape well we are telling niggas not to fucking rape but it's like we and it's scary because it's like i have that conversation with my friends and like we have an understanding that like nah like Leave people alone. Don't you don't have sex with people who are blacked out drunk or force yourself on like we have that conversation, but it's like I can reach the whole world and it's scary because it's like that. Like how do I even because 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 mm-hmm. because again like where do I start? And because because I had but I you, had to check my own individual because I know like I don't hang out with niggas who are predators facts. or that you know or <laughs> or, that, or niggas that have shown 
predatorial tendencies while right. I'm a, while I'm around and aware. Right. right. I don't I like you know what I'm saying cuz I can't speak on what niggas do when I'm not around. Right. But I know when niggas we don't move that way and if, even if niggas move even a little question like my niggas don't if you if you too drunk I don't want you. you but like, see that's the how you progress that conversation because your circles are having these conversations or should be having these right. conversations with their circles. Right. They should be having these conversations. Hey, my nigga, like, we don't move like that. We don't. And the crazy thing is that Cincinnati is very small. And not y'all specifically, but if, you know, if one woman is going to name drop about a nigga who has moves foul as fuck. And I really do question if motherfuckers are going to hold his ass accountable or are we going to cape for him because of who we think he, he is. some juice, right? Right, because he may ha- or may or not have some juice. And it's not just one nigga specifically. This city is full of juice. Right. They just choose, pick and choose when to squeeze it. But I do know that, like, being in Cincinnati and going out for the years that I've been here, I've seen some shit by men that I thought more about, that I thought more of. Like, how can you be the kind of man that you think you are and then move like that? And That's scary for me because it's like how you treat me is one way, but I've seen you move completely foul with someone else. Right. With someone else. And I may or may not be in the position to check you, but I right. pray your mans are. Right. And so it's just, I think, I think it's, 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 I think it's an area of self-preservation, right? Like, yes. As, as I, my opinion is as long as both sides are being dressed, yes, I can say, hey, Niggas are foul out here. Please take steps to precaution yourself, right. and also niggas stop being foul. Right. Like I think that's I think that's the key. It's like so the the frustration is when is only you're only addressing the women saying hey just niggas are moving foul right. out here without saying exactly. stop moving foul. Exactly. If I'm personally like yo stop doing that bullshit, but also if you see a nigga who's on sides of said bullshit, here's how you move. And I wish more people would. And I don't want to put the onus on women, but like I want. People to have to continue having a conversation, saying like, of course they we need to stop start telling like rapers not to rape and abusers not to abuse, but also women protect yourself because you know people are out here on some mess. So we have like you said have conversations on both sides. Like make sure you're good, stay in groups. Like don't take drinks that you didn't make. Whatever, whatever, like whatever. Right. Whatever precautions you need to make. It's like, you're right, Calvin. It is scary. It's scary the fact that, like, in my head, I have to, when I go out, and I go out in the city a lot by myself. Because, you know, you're going to, with me and who I am, I'm going to run into somebody I know. And then I'll be with that group for the night. But there are nights where it's just like, I don't want to do all that. I want to just be. And it is scary to think, like, I really do got to carry my strap on me because I want to go out by myself. And, and I look at it like I look as at, a woman. I look at it as privilege because I do the same thing. Niggas will ask me like, "Yo, who you come with?" And I'm like, mm, "Nigga, I'm, I, it's, I knew I was gonna meet somebody here." Right. right. Like the thing is, was like I pulled up knowing that I would at least know somebody here. But I, but because of that, 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 that privilege, like I've never had to be like, "All right, like you know what I'm saying?" Like I gotta be aware. I gotta be aware. Like I gotta keep the things tucked on me. Nigga, I'm, I've made moves to different cities. By myself mm-hmm. for different activities. Oh, I'm that. I'm definitely that girl. And and I'm and and, it, and it's only recently crossed my mind like, hey, maybe like when I went to Cleveland on on, on like to uh, you know go for the finals by myself. And I it, it, it didn't hit me till like the women in my circle was like, nigga, share your location. Like, yeah, like, 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 like I never like, think about that. You're like, nigga, share your life. Oh, nigga, every who trip, are you with? every trip. It does not matter. My girlfriends, my friend group. Oh, if we especially if we can flute out, drop that location. 
I'm so it, like if one of us is like on a trip, if one of us is like you know we're going on a business trip for you know whatever reason, some business mind your business. Whoa. Business trip. You were really loud. That was Whoa. really loud. That was extremely. That was like screaming. Here's the thing: you made yourself hot because I just said business trip. You, I wasn't talking about Alex specifically. I, we know was I, I. We know how I feel about that. And yes, was I. I flew out. But I was not here every other weekend last summer. We knew where I was at. Getting food out. <laughs> I, anyway. Racks on, racks on, racks on. Okay. Um, so I saw something on Twitter. Uh, ooh, sorry. I saw something on Twitter. And I want to know what y'all think about this, honestly. Because I have, of course, I have a thought. Mm-hmm. But he said, men cheat and play the victim. Women cheat and play the victor. Facts. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> Facts. Re, Facts. retweet. Facts coming in. <laughs> no cap. Facaroni and Facaroni cheese. Big facts. <laughs> I feel like there's some validity to this statement. I mean, it even goes back to breakups in general. Because, I mean, I remember when I broke up with, like, my past relationships or my or just me in a situation stopped talking. Mm-hmm. The majority of time, like, you tell, like, oh, what happened to so-and-so? Oh, me and so-and-so don't talk anymore. People ask, like, what you do? <laughs> like, people, like, like, people ask me, like, men and women, like, what you do, bro? So and I'm it like, a, is it, a, is it a, a character thing because of Calvin or a male thing? Because I, I feel like it's a male thing because, A, again, the majority of the niggas I know know I don't move in, in a way okay. that would, I'm not just out here doing sh- random shit just, like, and and B, think about it. Like, I can't say that for me because I know I've definitely cheated because I wanted to. Interesting. It had nothing to do with the fact that like I was want, needing to feel vindicated or this nigga's been on trash for so long. I, I deserve to cheat back because I don't think right back is cheating. But I'm also very problematic when it comes to my relationships. But and so that's and so even still like you like look at it on social media right. A nigga will say, like, damn, like, sure, they cheated on me, or damn, this, that, and third. You read the comments. That's what you get. You What you, you do? What you get. do to make her cheat on you? But when a woman cheats, it'd be like, yeah, ne- that nigga was never shit, girl. Hell yeah, he probably deserved it. Like, it's a woman. Nah. Or, and, and then let, and let a, 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 a man cheat, you know, because black men don't cheat. But let a white man cheat, or a Hispanic right. man, or a mixed individual, or a Canadian. Because Swiss is not the Canadian, he don't count. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because again, hashtag black men don't cheat. Um, First of all, I said what I said. <laughs> I was looking at like the black men who don't cheat, and I was just like, I've cheated with you. I've cheated with you. Oh, wow. How how are we still having this conversation? Maybe they were broken up at the time. You don't know that. Either way, it's none of my business. It's none of your business. You're right. But I was just like, no. So funny story about that. Because I was talking to a beloved, and in what was it? Labor Day weekend, and I took a trip. The to zenith of a mess. Labor Day weekend was messy. It was so messy. But I was talking to a beloved over Labor Day weekend, and then, like, took a trip, went to go see him. And for Christmas, he got engaged, and they've been together bro, four what? years. I was like, bro, Ooh. where? Whirlwind romance. <laughs> Swept right off the feet. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, they were... in the military? <laughs> fair like, no definitely 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 pick no. and i was just like Only people get fair, made mass faster military people or, or, or i was zoned out because i was like bro we've talked in the past four years you've never mentioned having a girlfriend 
Like, we've seen each other multiple times in these past four years. You've never mentioned that. So when y'all talk about faithful black men, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Was he really black? Listen, a lot of niggas be mixed with some other shit out here. He was black, black. Don't play with me. A like lot his... of niggas be mixed with some, some of that other shit. You right. know what I'm saying? Like He's it's probably from Australia. Like, listen, <laughs> some of the some of the dopest stepped on, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's some, it's, he had a little extra. A little, little, little he had a little extra, double you know sazon in there. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Double sazon. Get out. <laughs> Not seasoning salt though. Like, <laughs> he had a little. Well, Larry, he had a little double sazon. Exactly. Larry, little Goya in there. Like it's not it's not on him. Cheat. <laughs> Never get out of here. But even still, going back into that, like we always assume that whenever a breakup happened, it was a man's, man's fault. fault. Even going back to Lord Problematic himself, Future, the breakup rumors was like, oh, he must have cheated. Even Fierre came out was like, nah. no, he broke. He did break up with her. Can we touch on that? Uh, I, he made I'm, a fire I'm, album. I'm, I'm future hive, so he made a fire album. By the way, I really feel like that Meteor Cross album. Um, anyway, wow. So you can leave at any point. <laughs> that's fine. I was prepared to take the smoke. Um, <laughs> I really feel like, and I can't believe I'm about to cape for future. This is okay. <laughs> the evil laugh. Yes. But yes. you've been waiting for this moment. Of course. Waiting for it. I feel like Future's response to, like, he keeps getting asked about Sierra in interviews. Right, because they know that's what makes the headlines. Right. So Future being a nigga. A Scorpio. A Scorpio, so the pettiest of niggas, responded to the questions that he's being asked. And it's not like he doesn't have a right to voice his opinion right. on what on his take of the relationship because that is that's a high profile situation they're always high profile ex they're always going to be linked together and there's three sides to every story yours mine and the truth right. so he has a right to speak his truth on the situation right and especially because he's being asked about it and b i saw the quote getting taken out of context but the, you know it's hard to cut you out but you know social media they'll run with but whatever fits their and narrative the article. and it's like you know Twitter doesn't like future. Like, well, Twitter, Twitter, like future, Twitter is Twitter, divisive on future. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like when he had the con- he was having a uh, I forgot what the question what the question was that he asked. They asked him, but they were talking about how he basically said that he felt like he should have met Russell Wilson yeah. before um, he started bringing CR started to bring in to started to bring future well baby future around Russell, and I feel like. In most relationships, maybe it's the wind terrace in me, I feel like that's a very commendable, like, I would expect that. Like, if I had a, a, a child with someone, I want to know who my, nah, I want to know who my son is around, like. Accue me. I need to know. Accue me. As yes. a parent, but I don't have kids, so. As again, the parent, as a mom in the room, um, you get that kind of pull or that kind of respect when you, as a father, are doing your part. Is he... How do we know he's not doing it? And that's what I'm saying. But that's that's what I'm, like, I don't know the ins and outs of Sierra and Future's relationship. I'm trying to govern the one between me and my baby daddy. So (laughs) I don't have time to keep up with that baby daddy and my baby. I don't have time for that. However, I, if he, if Future establishes that boundary with Sierra before, during their split, if their split would have been a lot more amicable, I'm pretty sure she would have extended that grace. But their breakup was messy as shit. She was dragging him back and forth to court um, to get some type of stability for her child. And I don't believe that Sierra's a bad mom. 
I don't believe that Sierra would put wants her children in in a fucked up situation. Right. To be honest with you, Russell Wilson, bro, that is like top tier stepdaddy, top two stepdaddies, and he ain't number two. He's from Cincinnati. Okay. And a future does move like a one terrace nigga, no cap. Hey, relax. <laughs> he no really man. does. Relax. He does. Um, and on top of that, so like, think about it. The Coding King himself wants to reform Coding King. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> he he trying to get he trying to give up the lean, right? Trying to give up the lean. So and but couldn't tell his trash ass friends fan base that he was trying to give up lean because y'all would stop listening to Dirty Sprite. Fuck y'all. Anyway. I said what I said, hey, and I listen, said it was my I chest. Want, I don't want no trouble. Re- so you got it. Relax. So, anyway, I just feel like, I again, I believe in people's private lives being private. But if you wanted, for instance, I was married, and the man that I was married to was not my kiddo's father. When I realized that things between me and my now ex-husband were getting serious, I was like, maybe you should shake his hand. That did not happen before you met my child because at some this my child is a part of my lifestyle and I get to pick and choose who I want around my kid. You don't get to govern the company I keep around my child. You don't get to do that. Now, for you to be a man like the man of my life should shake your hand when I'm ready for that. Right. But you don't get to call that shot. If you wanted to, if you wanted to govern the company that I keep around my child, come get full custody. Do that. Uh, N- niggas not doing you. that. I feel, I feel you a little. Niggas not doing. I ain't got no kids, so, and I don't really like dating women with kids because I uh, too also have no kids, so I that's not a ministry of mine. See, I'm starting to. I'm at first I was like nah, but I got a one kid. I got a one. Listen, one monkey don't stop no show, but but two monkeys (laughs) will. If you got one little monkey playing around, cool. I can do one little monkey. No more monkeys jumping on the bed. But if you got multiple monkeys, (laughs) what if it's twins? I'm cool. What if it's twins? <laughs> the loophole. Damn, beloved. I'm like, I'm I might like, scratch my head on that. I'm like, hey. Mm. Listen, just, we just slip a coin heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is the kid I'm claiming today. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but you know, listen, but that's, but that's me because I, I don't like, because I know personally, I don't want to deal with a lot of stepfather, baby father. But see, that's the thing. I don't talk to men who tell me that they don't get along with their child's mom. That's such a turnoff for me because how dare you? It's such a turn. How, okay, you don't have to like each other. I was like, she could be tripping. <laughs> she, she could. Or be. he could be handling the situation extremely immaturely. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. That is nothing I want to be involved in. I don't mind dating men with children. But the one thing about your situation is that it needs to be clear, concise, and understood what time it is. Okay. I'm not stepping in and getting involved. I, I've already been there, done that. I've got the T-shirt for it, and I learned my lesson. That's not. For me, like, Listen, no. And also, if your kid under two years old, I'm going to just assume that you were in whoever, who, your baby father. Is oh, no, fucking. but seriously, like, there is definitely, like, I will talk to you when the kid gets, like, school age. Like, and, he got to be able to uh, talk and walk. You know Tell me. And, 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 His daddy was over there yesterday. Right. Like, 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 Uncle, uh, Uncle Daddy. Daddy was over here yesterday. Like, oh. Oh. He leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you, little homie. He took me to school in the morning. Hey, baby, come here. Because <laughs> kids don't lie. Kids, Bro, kids don't lie. They kids offer up everything for no reason. For no reason. No bail money. My no kiddo money. knows what time it is. Your kiddo's old enough to know what time it is. He is also pushing 10. So, yeah, kiddo knows oh, what time knows it is. This point. Oh, yeah. We're talking about like seven yeah. and down. They, they will give care. up everything with no bail money. I worked at a community center and they <laughs> were just, Mr. Ron, <laughs> my, my, my mom and daddy was humping yesterday. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> 
They will tell you a good bag of like my mama come on. She keeps she keeps smelling funny. Like whoa, it's like uh, okay. whoa. Oh, well, you can give that to yourself. No, <laughs> I was at a parent teacher conference with kiddo's teacher, and of course, glowing reviews because he's my child. <laughs> he's my talk, talk my shit. Um, soft flex. Anyway, and the teacher was like, "Well, you know, Miss Alex, there was something I wanted to talk about." He said, "I, you know, the kids, I, is a very." intuitive child right and he was like you know i just want um to you to let you know that i guess kiddo saw that she was stressed out or irritated or something like just having an off day and kiddo goes up to her and was just like my mommy it's funny Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. my mommy unwinds with a bottle of wine oh, and i was like so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, it's not the whole bottle most nights. <laughs> you, you start copying, please. Like, look. But the teacher should understand, like, hey, honestly. Because, hell, the, the teacher be way. the most drunk people I know. Right. My teacher friends are the most drunk friends you know, that I have. They be wanting to be trying to go to happy hour at 3.30. Like, nigga, I still am at work. I'm still at work. But, no, she was just, she looked at me. She's like, girl, I'm just glad that that's your vice because I've heard worse. And I was like, thank you. She's like, I've, as long as you don't come to school drunk, I said I would never do that. But like, I know better. I wouldn't I have, get. A, I have home training. I wouldn't get out the car. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, Make this, yourself cozy. Right. This this little hot seat. Wish thing. we had libations for you, but we, you know, we're broke. <laughs> Some of us had seven hundred dollar car repairs. So. And I just had I just had to pay my student loan payment. So. Selling <laughs> me took that shit like, oh, you want a trip trip. Huh. Nothing will ruin my day more than getting that Great Lakes subscriber email. Like, you just, just start fighting the air like radio. Looking like, oh, my God. But speaking of social media, because I love, anytime the Twitter Sierra topic hits the waves. You Every can, time Future drops an album. It, they're like. Facts. Just, it's either you're a fan or you're not. And Twitter tells on themselves every time. Every time. You know what side of the fence people are on. Yes. And I've had to block some folks because of the way social media has been going. Y'all have been showing your ass. And so if you don't see me on your TL anymore, it's for the uh, both of our good. Because I guarantee you were two seconds away from getting cussed out. Like, it's it's all love. Trust me. But no, I know y'all heard that Tiana Taylor's a stepmom. Oh, gosh. That actually got debunked. And yeah. no, it got debunked. It got but debunked. this is my point about it. Okay, so for the folks that don't know, there was a rumor started that the there was a woman who uh, Armani Sherman. Yeah, who a woman so Armani Sherman. Armani Sherman and Tiana Taylor. There's this there's this IG model or whatever model. Um, show pictures of her baby and like, Armani Sherman hit over to hard eyes under the pic. It was a cute picture. You're right, but niggas took that. And flipped it into him Who being the creates dad. like these narrative like Black Sport BSO, oh. Shade Room, TMZ. So they was alleged that that was the woman that Tiana and Armand were fucking together. That had the had the threesomes with, right. and then Armand got her pregnant. So he came. At, whoa. So the thing about it <laughs> is, every, of course, Twitter went bananas. Listen, I found out so many people a. Just was swore off a, a two two woman threesome because they yeah. didn't want to be the next Tiana. And B, how many women really wanted a male female male threesome? I was like, okay. So here's the thing. A, we'll get back to like the story. Here's my thing about it. I love how people who have not had these experiences have so much mm-hmm. commentary about these experiences. It's like y'all really do close yourselves off of because you're because your fears. 
dog. And I guess I speak on it because I, I am polyamorous. Like, I believe in polyamory. I also don't believe in just the fun side of polyamory. I do believe that there's a lot of responsibility in that kind of situation because it's still a relationship. Right. So people have these all these... Her, her, N- niggas have all the rules for some name. Never, never really had exactly. and never experienced. It couldn't be me. Well, a lot of y'all in poly you. relationships and don't know exactly. about it. But I'm not. Who am I? Who Who am I? I am. You know what? You're right. Somebody going to be at my head. Anyway, but I find it funny that social media truth and the actual truth always supersedes. And, oh, my. Like, and gotta, Tiana herself came out multiple times like, dog, this is. I've never seen our broader day in my life. She's lying. Uh-uh, we, and know even, how, we know what it is. And She's even Imam was like, yo, I don't know. And here's the thing. Once Twitter ha- gives a hold of the theory, mm-hmm. nigga, Jesus himself could come down and be like, nah, it nah, didn't happen. And then nah, it was like, lying. nah, fam, you just covering up. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, right. just like with, um, what was it? The last time I saw Twitter really do that, like, the person came out and said, I did this shit. And Twitter was like, nah, it was the Bill Cosby case. And that's when I knew that we were doomed. The nigga really went on stand and said, yeah, I did the shit. And Twitter was like, he's just old. He tripping. No, bro. Like he he said, like, nah, he did it. I, I, <laughs> like, I, put, I gave him women quaaludes because I wanted to have sex with him. And it was like, man, he's trying to buy NBC. That could be the case. He still did the but shit. But it, it's scary how quickly, like, the a lie works when it sounds good. Like, and then a lot of people, it's and it sucks because, like, Tiana and Iman, they have a beautiful, like, relationship. So beautiful, baby for girl. so many people that are waiting for, like, a crack in that to say, like, well, we knew it. We knew it. It was too good to be Winston true. Winston Churchill once said, a lie will get around the world before the truth puts its pants on. Because especially, like, if a lie is juicy. Mm-hmm. And the tr- because a lie is always juicy mm-hmm. and the truth is usually boring. Mm-hmm. And so for, think about how many times, like, Iman and, Iman and um, Tiana. Tiana. Then you have, you know, Will and Jada's all their all the truths and the lies in that situation. Even though Will and Jada are, they they pretty much have pretty much said that they have an open sort of situation. So the thing about it that kills me the most about it is that you do have your Will and Jada's and Armands and Tiana's, and they are the most transparent celebrity couples, mm-hmm. black celebrity couples I've seen. And so we asked of this of like our Jay Z and Beyonces and our more secretive or protective our couples. And yeah, like our couples who are really very much so like you know that they they love how they love and it's just very private. Right. And then you have people who are willing to let y'all in and how that's still not enough. Like at what point do we give people their truth? You <laughs> I, know I what I mean? Never. Said, I saw I, I saw <laughs> someone said like, look, if you if you go post all the happy times and all all the happy updates. Like, post, but you go smiling when y'all break up. No, we need to know that, too. I'm invested. Like, nah, you ain't getting these L's. Like, but that's the thing. I told, I, I am, but I had a term for it because I used it the other day, and it was like, damn, that was good. That was good, Alex. But it was like, I'm very, I'm selectively transparent. Mm-hmm. And I give Which you, you should be. I give you what I'm comfortable with giving you. And then I go home. And then I take my makeup off. And then I, I'm that person, too. I'm naked. I'm bare. But I feel like everybody, for sanity purposes, give the world what you're comfortable with giving. Make sure that what you're giving the world is honest. But leave those pieces, those intimate pieces to yourself. And it's a lot of things about myself that I'm still trying to figure, like, come to, to a truth with. It's like, all right, am I ready to accept that fully, like... Okay, maybe I am a little bit problematic, but I'm not gonna tell the world that because I'm still trying to accept it. Oh, there's I don't plenty think you of need times to give I just shut the fuck up. People everything. Yeah. 
if, when I see some shit going on, or I may have something that may be deemed unpopular, a real unpopular opinion, not the, the unpopular opinion, but get like 14,000 retweets. Like, no, nigga, like, I sit it out. I'm like, you know what? I may have something that's a little unpopular. I'm just going to shut the fuck up. And I'll let, it's like, I'm going to sit this one out because I just feel like. I'm not it's gonna not have, even worth it. And I'm not gonna have the capacity to explain myself exactly. the way that I just know that I feel that this is what mm-hmm. I feel the way that I feel. And even still, people got you know what I'm saying, like Beyonce, Jay Z, they gave you what they gave you on their timeline. Mm-hmm. And people were mad at that. But see, as a Beyonce stan. As a Jay Z stan. I am a Jay Z fan as well. Stan. Hove <laughs> slander will get you blocked. You want to get blocked by me, slander Sean Corey Carter. Nobody is slandering Jayonce. However, I appreciate the fact that Beyonce has always been private. Beyonce hasn't done interviews in years. And anytime she does want to speak about her life, it's on her terms. Mm-hmm. She has the power to do that. Like, you're not asking me this. You're not. A- As a matter of fact, I'm not even coming to the interview. Right. As a matter of fact, I don't want to talk to you. It means that. And I wish that I'm just going to do this photo shoot and you're going to put me on the cover of Van Gogh's not going to And then I'm going to tell my story from there. Like, um, what was it? There was her HBO documentary, not just Lemonade and not even just her concerts, but she gives you what she wants. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I, I love that. Oprah gives you what she wants mm-hmm. you to have and allows the speculation. Y'all can speculate all you want to. I have the truth and that's good enough for me. Speaking of truth seekers in social media, you got to party with the queen. You want you need to sign a non-disclosure. Tiffany Haddish almost got the fuck out of here because right. she was saying she was talking too much. She was talking too much. Um, your boy Sean King. He's not my boy. <laughs> Black people love this song, but your boy when it's not your man's. <laughs> like, hey, your man's on your tripping. That's not like, my man. man. That's not my man. <laughs> so your boy Sean King decided to create a Twitter. You listen. And the nicknames. Talcum X. I have the list. Can you want me to do the list? Yes. Okay. Talcum X. Wait, third good partial. Bro, what? <laughs> Snow Jack Simpson. Snow Jack. W E B Dublanc. Yikes. Martin Luther Cream. Ooh, child. And I have a question after you go through these. Cream Abdul. Bro, that now that's that's fire. That's petty. That is so petty. That's very petty. Cream. Iggy Apalea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> James Pearl Jones. Whew. They want the smoke. But he kind of deserves the smoke. Okay. Tupac Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Blankston Hughes. Blankston Hughes is fire. T'Chaka. All right. Shout out to Black <laughs> K for, for being nominated for Best Picture in the Oscars, by the way. Chaka Khan. Wow. <laughs> and my favorite, uh, Jillian White. <laughs> that's fire. No, that's, yeah, that's actually Don't fire. do Urkel like that. That's actually fire. <laughs> Urkel ain't do nothing to nobody. Okay, so question. Like, because I see him, I don't know much about Sean King. And recently I saw something that I felt was kind of like weird. Like he was attempting to sue a young lady, but then people were were upset with him because I guess he was attempting to sue her after she was, I guess, said that he stole money and people were upset. Like, why are you suing her? You're suing da 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 And I'm like, I thought that that's a... So, so the problem with Sean, I don't, I don't mean to go cut ahead. you off. The problem, so Sean King, and I haven't, I had no right, right, right. So Sean, I unfollow Sean King as part of self self care oh, because 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 Sean King, I've always said it. He, it seems like he gets off on black trauma 
And the reason why... Okay, I do... I, I can because see Because he's that. the one, like, he's always posting the full unedited videos of, like, black men and black women getting shot by the police. Yes. And I just know, I don't need to see that for my psyche. Okay. And secondly, mm-hmm. especially with the uh, the case in Houston, what's, what's, what was the young lady? Uh, Jasmine. Jasmine, I forget her, but... Guys, forgive us. Forgive us, because we're doing off the cuff. But when he was kind of, like, trying to leave that investigation from his Twitter page in another city and ended up getting the whole thing wrong... Wrong. Because he was, like, he was like posting pictures of, like, alleged suspects. Like, hey, guys, you know, tell me what you know about this one. Heard he's a racist asshole. Just Bro, tell me what, what you know. Yes. Oh, about the, um, the, yes. the girl that got shot? So, yeah, okay. here's my problem. I don't appreciate anybody the, who profits that much off of black trauma and black right. pain. And okay. it's so constant. And it's so consistent. And it's... And it's shout out to D-Ray, too. Because, you know, I know D-Ray shouted you up, but I... Activism and like paid activism just feels a little, a little weird, right? Yeah, paid activism weird. feels weird. And like, when you turn your activism into like a celebrity, into a check, like D Ray did that stuff in Ferguson, and that's great. But next thing I know, I see him like hosting award shows, I see him on like the, the red carpet of the Oscars, all in that damn blue vest. I'm so, like, my issue with it is this it lets me know that to an extent. It compromises for me your integrity because if I can put a dollar behind your activism, mm. I can purchase your your right. thoughts. I can sway your opinion about certain things, because you can't be on the platforms that these men are being afforded. And I find it funny that a lot of things that they're activating for, are active, you know, pr- pr- excuse me, that they're protesting. protesting thank you. Couldn't get my words. That they're protesting come from the words of black women. Okay. And the reason why D-Ray That's didn't catch a lot of the criticism that he should have caught is because he's gay. And I'm Back. sorry to say okay. it like that. I'm, I really am sorry to say and it I'm, like that. I'm glad you said it like that because if I say it like that, I'm homophobic. No, but- I feel like there was a lot of criticisms that are valid, but because he, because of his sexuality, he did not get... He Harlem shook through the pressure because if you start to really question the people, and his I, supporters will call you homophobic. And I really... And the crazy thing is that I am a supporter of his, but I do see the holes in your activism. Mm-hmm. I do see the flaws in your character. But when you position yourself just like Sean King... When you position yourself into these these mega platforms, you open yourself up for criticism. Right. And if you are who you say you are, you should be able to withstand criticism. We all know Alex is pansexual as fuck. It does not mean that I'm not problematic. It does not mean that I can't stand to be criticized. Right. Period. And, and, and with great power comes great responsibility. Like we even look at it from the church aspect. Like Joe Osteen took oh rifle gosh. hell. Because he had a 19,000-seat church in the old Astrodome, but he wouldn't open up to Hurricane Harvey survivors until social media pressured him to right. do it. Like, But he got that power. He, you, you don't get to where you're at, or own a mega church that streams across the world every Sunday and and or, and just be able to move like a normal person. Sorry. No. With great power and with money comes responsibility. And the same thing with Sean King. Like, look, fam, you you have quote-unquote coordinated fundraising efforts for a couple of these different protests and tragedies. And these people asking where their money at. Uh, okay. See, and they have a right to, to ask, ask you, what, what's that one guy's name? Y'all know who I'm talking about. Which one guy? Oh, my goodness gracious. Like for, for he me. was trying to build the, the school for boys. Oh, Umar, Umar Johnson? Yeah, oh, the same uh, thing. He's, he's, uh, yeah. The he's, same thing. And even J.J. Watt, like, listen, J.J. Watt, J. J. Watt raised approximately 30-something million dollars for Hurricane Harvey Relief. Mm-hmm. Niggas ain't seen, ain't oh, seen really? nothing. Yes, and so, but here's the thing, because J.J. J. J. Watt is, like, 
line dancing with his white privilege. You mean bro from the Texans, right? Yeah, bro, mm-hmm. bro from Texas, where like it like he started this whole thing and it just went super super viral. What raised up to thirty million dollars? Niggas still ain't seen the check. That's why I don't like donating to the Red Cross because they did all this shit for Haiti. Haiti's like I definitely heard the Red Cross. We ain't seen the check. Sean King, you're doing all of these cultivated fundraising outlets and using your platform of over a million followers. And using my pain to get money. And using black trauma seen. to get this money. And the people that are supposed to be impacting in a positive way are not getting it. They ain't seen the check. Okay. That's a problem. You need an answer for that. And you are you are accountable for that shit. And, 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 and that's why people got mad because when Shorty, what's her name? And I want to give her name right, but Shorty, who's, who's a black LGBTQ woman, is like, yo, we we ain't seen the check. Okay, so and then you and then you start saying I'm gonna sue you for libel. Okay, I, because I was I'm, unaware that, that all that happened. Yeah, that's that makes what, sense. and that's why they're that's why they're putting the pressure because it's it. like Shorty's asking you legitimate questions. But see, the crazy thing is, I low key want this lawsuit to fly because, because them discovery in, in the discovery statements and he, you have to produce receipts. Okay, so if this is libel, show us where you paid this. I woman. heard that he apologized. Like he submitted, like he sent us this like written apology. Yeah, to her but fuck that. I don't know because what. if you want if you want, if you gonna sue me. Say, because the key for proving libel and defamations is saying that what I am saying is not true. In order for you to tell me what I'm show saying is not true, is. you got to show me where the money is. Right. That's why, I hate to go back to fuck R. Kelly, but fuck R. Kelly, that's why when R. Kelly was like, yeah, I'm going to sue for defamation, please do. Because that means you got to prove that you ain't been touching exactly. these little girls. Exactly. And if you can't prove that, it's not defamation. Exactly. It's stating facts. You're just upset because you're getting aired out. But you also put yourself in a position to, to be get criticized. Out because right. you, you because you're improperly, in my opinion, using your platform. We already have questions of whether or not you're black or not. And then your poor black wife is out here trying to defend her blackness as far as like to try to transfer it on to you. Like, listen, let's be clear of the type of black woman I am. I'm a... That has nothing to do with anything. Has, ain't got shit to listen, do with shit. and your husband, that's the thing. Because, again, I was a wife and I had to let people know that there are certain times where you champion your spouse. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to have my spouse's back, but it's not for public knowledge for me to air out his bullshit, nor is it public knowledge for me to check him. That's for me to do behind his closed doors, right. baby. You were wrong. But in the public eye, you're right. I'm riding for you. I'm, I'm I period, period. We will handle this when we get home. Unless but it's something that's like, I can check you. Right. You can't check my husband. So um, that standpoint, I got, I understand why she did it. I don't agree with her approach because there's no way my husband out here said some stupid shit. He's going to have to answer to the dumb shit that you said, but I'm not going to let him be disrespected. That's where it should have been her stance. Hey, y'all can criticize him for his thoughts. His thoughts are his own. They're not a reflection of us in our marriage, but let's not, we're not going to do the disrespect game. If she, that would have been her approach, I'd have felt it. But you want to go out here and I'll, let me tell you about kind of black woman I am. Let me tell you what kind of black woman I am. The kind that gets tired of your husband profiting from me, me watching my people who look just like me die. Most definitely. That's the kind of black woman I am. So I, I, she's real pick me. We not, we may have a new pick me supreme, and it's Sean King's wife. Who's not nah, Erica Badu's choice? Uh, Aisha Curry is like second in command, though. I think if you put Aisha Curry and Erica Badu in the best of seven, uh, Erica Badu wins four two. Erica Badu is a city girl in a head wrap. Period. Oh, fact. and the new. Um, and the new celebrity to Clint to uh, Kate for a child abuser, Taraji P. Can we I give her a womp womp? On her, uh, her, yeah, her, her, her IG, IG story. And it, 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 what the fuck? So, so, well, fucks me up about this. It's because it's like, tripping. Because here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. If anybody really did 
research on the Weinstein case, Harvey Weinstein's facing life in prison. Life he's, in he's prison. He's out on bail because he had money like that. And it's like he's the whole mute thing. The, the mute R. Kelly was something specifically for R. Kelly. No one was going around saying mute Harvey Weinstein. Like, yeah, but he, even his productions, everything, when that case hit, everything stopped. The, right. Everything stopped. The Weinstein company stopped. They're really in the middle of reorganizing that company and now. And rebranding it under a different name. Period. Sony RCA just dropped R. Kelly two weeks ago. And that even, like, like seven days ago. They just dropped him. Like we Just dropped him. Just dropped him. Like, I think his public, his, his either his lawyer or his publicist dropped him too. Both of them. And they dropped him after the after the series. So that's why it's like, yeah, you know. You, you, but, you know, you don't get, you don't get really too much pushback because, like, you knew what was going on. That, that that child pornography case came out in what, 04? Right, so to see not only these celebrities, but black women celebrities caping for an abuser. And then it, it it's disheartening as fuck because you sat there and watched other black women speak about pain mm-hmm. and sat there and still caped for an abuser. And the part, okay, so then Erica Badu on Twitter came out back out and said, I can love you and not agree with what you do. I'm so sorry. This is not the hill to die on. The R. Kelly Hill is not the hill to die on when it comes to loving somebody from where they are and then wanting them to be better. That man is 40, 50 years old. There is no better for him. Exactly. I don't believe in redemption for that. Yeah, it's it's even different because it's like, I think, I saw um, one of my homies tweeted, like, I think the world caught on to everyone saying, like, listen to black women and, and then just started, you know, just parading every black woman as someone who no you listen to people who got some goddamn exactly. sense listen to the black women with sense and i and that's how the russian basket is we just start putting out parade black women twitter accounts and it's listen like to black women. i mean nah because there's some black women out here that are lost too yeah. Um, for just because sure. you're a black woman don't mean you're not the ops. Exactly. Just because you're a black man don't mean you're not the ops. Exactly. The ops are the ops. The ops are the, Speaking of which, so we do know that we have a black woman running for president. Uh, I'm, so I'm he, so here's what, what I'm going to say. This is what, and this is my point, guys. Before we just say, oh, another nigga running for office that looks just like me. Or another black person running for office that looks like me. Please still do your Googles. Mm. Not everybody is qualified to lead you because just because they look on, like you. Not only, not only Camila, not, folk, not, all skin folk and kin folk. Not only Camila Harris, but Cory Booker is 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 is, is, is rumored to, to declare as well. And he out here Corey dating. Uh, I'm gonna say dude from Nestle Ranch. <laughs> yeah, he came up, bro. He went from cooking in the White House trying to run. Right. I'm like, Whoa. But Cory, but Cory Booker. Is, is also rumored to... Oh, and he pandering hard. He out here dating Rosario Dawson. He want that black vote. And so, but all of these different things, and it's like, yes, I know it's easy to just fall in the whole, like, black woman, black man. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Especially in this xenophobic era. Mm-hmm. You know, but still, we want somebody... Because there's never going to be a perfect candidate. No. There's never going to be a perfect candidate. Because even our beloved Barack had some flaws. As far as his policies are concerned. And the fact that he was able to last eight years without a scandal is a testament to how well he's lived his life Mm -hmm. outside of his politics. His politics himself, he had there's some flaws. And so there's not a perfect candidate. And I'm going to hold my research and my um, deciding until I see who the all has declared. Do, all I say is do your Googles. And, you know, there's it's never too early to start, but I'm not going to just champion for... I Even with Barack, okay, I was proud that there was a black man running for president. I'm glad that this black man was the one to do it. Right. I am so glad. But 
even when I started, my parents always taught me to know information for myself. Trust nobody's information but your own. And you go get that shit for yourself and question everything. So I was able to go do that research. I was able, I was taught how to think. When when it came to, because I was was in high school when the 2008 election happened. I know I'm a little young. Y'all get over it. Um, (laughs) But I was able to defend my support of Barack with more than just, he's black. Right. And so, could you actually went out and did the research? I actually mm-hmm. went out and did the research. And if it's very possible that Kamala is a Kamala or Camila, Kamala, it's very possible that Senator Kamala is the best candidate out of this selection of people. The crazy thing is, I want her to be. I, I'm not. Here's the thing: me poking holes. If you are who you say you are, you can stand some criticism. You can stand for somebody to stand there and poke holes in what you're saying. And if you are who you say you are, you'll absorb that shit. Exactly. And, and you'll be able and it'll be able to any, anything. And I think one thing that I think we as a culture have to understand is every criticism isn't hate. Right. Like I saw a lot of people, especially black, some black, mostly black women, was like valid criticism of Kamala turning like, oh, y'all just don't want to see a black woman succeed. No. Like, no. We have no. to we get out of that. On, on some of the previous things that have been in the public. Just like but how y'all held Hillary accountable for the, like, uh, the, the super predator It's like, no, nah, we're doing the same thing. Because here's the thing. We should not ex- we should not want mediocrity because the, the white people get away with mediocrity. Exactly. And we that's, not, that's, that's not That's not true equality. We should want to be able to be able to judge ourselves, judge our people according to how how they're going to benefit the culture. Mm -hmm. I want more. And I think that at this age, this day and age, like, I'm so glad that our generation is paying attention. I'm I'm really, 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 really glad for that. Because a black woman from Howard who's who's a member of a divine eye sorority running for president? We wouldn't even be having a lot of these conversations because half the people would already deny her because of her background. Half the people would champion her with no questions asked. Now in 2019, when we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, we've seen the ugly. Oh, we are living in the ugly if you are not paying attention. We're living in the simulation. And the simulation is broken. (laughs) We've got a reality star feeding our our fucking national champions, Big Macs. Big Macs. I don't want to talk about it. I I just know. Fuck Donald Trump. I just. um, We got. got, We're going to do a quick lightning round of topics. Okay. Because um, we do, we do want to wrap up, and I got a couple of other things we want to just touch on. Okay. So first thing first, um, Family Guy. And so Family Guy recently announced that they're going to phase out gay jokes or homosexual jokes mm. as p- from their programming. Um, this kind of led me to think one of the reasons I championed Family Guy, and because it it gave everybody the same treatment. Right. And so I do worry that we are trending a little toward, we're, we're over course correcting and, and heading into our hypersensitivity sort of thing. Um, so I just want to get your thoughts on that a little bit. Um, as far as like family guy kind of weeding out the gay jokes and like hypersensitivity aspect. Is this, a, is this part of hypersensitivity? Like, are we trending in that direction? I just kind of want to know your thoughts. Go ahead. You're our guest. You go first. Um, oh, guests always go first. Oh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I get it because, I mean, I kind of get it just because I know how, like how you said, like, anybody can get it on Family Guy. Like, mm-hmm. no matter black, Cle- white. Bro, Cleveland Brown got it so much, they gave him his own show so he can get it in another time slot. They right. used to swing it to Cleveland Brown. So everybody got it. So I look at it as, I think it's interesting that they're now starting to say, like, okay, we're going to, you know, uh, shy away from um, 
anything attack attacking the LGBT um, community. But at the same time, I'm like I oh, I don't want to say cancel culture, but we're in a culture of like if nah, enough people have it's a voice, cancel culture. Okay, so cancel culture. If enough people have a voice and they feel like you're being um, you're you're being harmful and offensive to, to a them. specific because right now. Uh, that community, and rightfully so, like women and the LGBT um, community are kind of like the the ones that you have to like they're, when it comes to and they're getting ready to topics. form like Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. You have Love to it. be extremely like, You have to know <laughs> like you have to tra- you got to tread lightly. So I think that right now they just you know if they want to stick around, they I think it's something that they have to do. And so here's what I think. In all honesty, I really don't like. So taking away the character, the same thing that The Simpsons did with Apu, and I disagree with that, that. Because I feel like why can't we take the stereotypes that have made this character what it is and evolve them and show them that they're not just... Stereotypes are there because they're part truth and part funny as fuck. Mm -hmm. Some of that shit is funny as fuck, okay? Because how many of us have been to a corner store and the person at the corner store is... Five dollars. Yeah, like... Like, listen, 75% of the corner store is Cincinnati. That's what I'm screaming. So we could have taken these characters that have been seen problematic and even coming from the community and said, hey, let's show them that there's more to this than just that, than just the punchline or just like the gay guy in the room. And I find it funny that instead of just evolving the character, you rather just take him away, which isn't serving the purpose that we you could have shown growth. You could have shown some maturity in your content. And instead, you rather just silence it. And it's like, yeah, I think that we are getting to a point where we're tiptoeing. That, but that's the other part about comedy. It's part genius. Mm-hmm. And if you show me your sense of humor, I'll show you a sign of your intelligence. And that's the point of comedy. It's supposed to toe these lines in such an eloquent and, and intelligent way that it is funny, but it also makes you think. And it also is supposed to evoke, like, some secondary thought. But I think, like, the writers from for The Simpsons and Family Guy, they're geniuses. But I think that even if they try to recreate the they're narrative behind that, those, those characters, they won't be able to. It's too much pushback, exact, or people. No matter what, people are going to complain. I remember the Dave Chappelle backlash when he joked on Caitlyn Jenner, and like the transgender community kind of really, you know, what I'm saying take that offense. And I look, and I remember looking at that made me kind of look back at some old Chappelle shows. I'm like, boy, like a. If you're getting offended at Dave Chappelle now, you clearly didn't know who Dave Chappelle was until right. just now. But the other part about that is, and real quick, then stop apologizing for things that you're not sorry for. Kevin Hart. And we'll leave that right there. Because he issued an apology, both comedians, and then doubled down on stupidity. He, so, it was, he, had, he went on a non-apology tour. Bro. He did. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> stop asking me. And then went on tour about it. And then who the fuck is Ellen? And I love Ellen DeGeneres, but she was way out of line for telling us that we should forgive Kevin. You don't have a right to speak on it's that. It's like the white person says, oh, you said, nigga, it's okay. I, I accept your apology. It's like, no, they won't you're talk not, to you. Right. <laughs> you're not even offended by this. But in fairness... The, little, the only difference is Ellen is a part of that community True. that he kind of, he offended. And so Ellen doesn't speak for everybody in that community, but Ellen is a prominent member of said True. community. And so she, I think she was like, well, me as a gay woman, I forgive you. And I can recommend that other people do the same. Right. I don't but know. I, Some parts about that just felt out of line for me. Like, it's just like, mm, it's, it's mighty convenient because Kevin didn't go on. And I thought about the the places that he stopped. His and homies. His homies. You went to people who weren't even going to hold you accountable for the shit that you said. 
And so Kevin got a lot of homies in But that's shit. what I'm screaming. So Ellen, of all people, being a woman of her platform, could have really sat down there and said, okay, you're not apologizing for it, but I do need you to understand the impact because even though you're not apologizing, quote unquote, again, and it's like you can go on this whole tour and talk about how you're not apologizing to keep yourself relevant, and you could have just deaded it again, shown some growth and evolved from that and didn't. Right. You decided to say, be arrogant, double down on your stupidity, and just keep going. Just, you just and fumbled a bag in the process. And fumbled a whole bag in the process. And the crazy part is I was a Kevin Hart fan. But like I said, your sense of humor is an extension of your intelligence. Is he's looking real fucking like a one-trick pony out here. And so, with that, speaking of one-trick ponies, so, <laughs> Travis Scott <laughs> and Gladys Knight up. and Big Boy are all performing at the Super Bowl in the cancel culture. Strikes again. So, Ali, you want to you you take the lead on this one? I'm going to speak about Gladys Knight first. Gladys Knight grew up in an era where she was allowed to perform at venues and introduce the back. Gladys Knight is from the era where she was a part of the system that we're still fighting. But she was a pioneer in that system. Right. She started, like, not started, but y'all know where I'm like, going she's, with it. She's one of the first. She's been, she understands what it feels like that... Venues that Travis Scott gets to walk through the front with his entourage, she wasn't allowed to do that. She had a white, she had a broom closet for a dressing room. So Gladys Knight wanting to sing at the national anthem, I mean, sing the national anthem on the platform. Yes. Want to know why? Because in order for y'all to run, she walked, she crawled, she was dragged. That's an honor. I just hope that she. But I. Take, yeah. take a knee while you're saying it right. or wear a Kaepernick I really need like, her to use somewhere. her platform yeah. responsibly recognize that this is still like you know this is still the institution that you are fighting right. against like that you fought so hard to see equality for but I don't think that she shouldn't perform and, Be- and Gladys Knight shouldn't I think Gladys Knight yeah and I look at it like this so um, again, I, we talk about faking the fuck like if Travis want to perform I understand like, we talk about exposure and a mm-hmm. platform. Performing at the Super Bowl halftime show is one of the biggest platforms you can get. So from a pure business aspect, I get it. You get it. And so, and if, and if and I would respect Travis a lot more if he just said, nigga, like, I'm not fumbling this bad. Right. But I'm I sorry. I do think that if you're going to toe this line, if you're going to not even toe this line, cross it, then make sure you do it responsibly. Make sure that even Beyonce, when she performed at the Super Bowl, she, she did a Black Panther that. tribute. Right. It was all she did formation. You know what I mean? Like, and that was on the Kaepernick heels. Kaepernick was also Kaepernick was selling the rock. No, he was not playing there. Because Kaepernick, Kaepernick the, the Super Bowl that Beyonce blacked out for late. Kaepernick was in the Super Bowl. Was he? Yeah. No, that was um, was that the one with Bruno and Coldplay? Bruno and Coldplay. Kaepernick. That was the year he started the protest. He was still in the league. I don't then. speak sports. That's, but... that's, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to give a time frame. Like, so yeah, wasn't I like feel a, like was he? I, I, you would know. You're the expert on that topic for sure. But I just definitely feel like you're using. Beyonce knew what time it was. Facts. So she took that platform and said, okay, I'm going to give y'all this black-ass performance. The same thing that she did at Coachella. She gave that she made white people pay for her performance that black Twitter was going to watch at home. So, like, that's how you use your platform. That's how you leverage your privilege. I don't have my hopes are not very my expectations are not very high that Travis Scott is going to be responsible. And so so the reason why I say that. No, the reason why I say that is because, A, 
he but he lied or like a communication he said he talked About to Kaepernick. Kaep- yeah. And Ka- Kaepernick was like, nigga, you ain't talking. No, me. his girlfriend came out was like, bro, cut the shit. We're not doing all that. His girlfriend is a shooter. She wants the smoke, and I'm with Kaep's it. Kaep's girlfriend is the shooter. Oh, she- Kaepernick be minding his business. His girlfriend's like, nigga. I said what I said. She for High 97, right? Uh, I forget. I don't I, know. I forget Nessa, what she- Nessa. I don't know. I think she might just be a regular, regular smegger. Nah, she, she works for 97. Light skin, um, Ness Nitty, or Ness Nitty. Probably. Nitty. We got to do, I got to do our Googles. We got to do our Googles on that. Listeners correct it. But, um, so but, yeah. And then secondly, but then secondly, it was like, oh yeah, I said that I, perf- I could perform, but you know, I told them, you know, they got to donate money to this specific like charity. But I'm like, then you look at it like, nigga. So are you getting bought? Like, I don't. So I but even still, but even still, Nitty, every mm-hmm. every every Super Bowl performance tells the NFL to donate to a charity. <laughs> like oh, so he's is, not doing anything. He's special. not doing anything special. You so and and thirdly, and I hate hate for this trope, but like that Kardashian influence. There's something not plugged. clean in that water, <laughs> right. and that's all I'm saying. And I'm I can't I I refuse to give them girls them women a platform while I still have breath in my body. That won't be that. But I will say there's something not clean in that general water over there. So I just, I pray, the only, I, I pray that Gladys Knight is responsible. Big boys from Atlanta. So if they was going to get anybody, sure, Jan. But I'm not checking for big boy either. So I feel like big boy would be more responsible with that platform than Travis Swift. We'll see. Because, we'll because, see. Because, right. Like, my hopes aren't too high. Like, I'm, not, not I'm, not, I'm not saying, if I would, I'm not saying that he will, or but if I had to place a bet. It would on, be big boy over. It would be big boy over Travis and be Gladys Knight over both. Because because Gladys Knight really been through that mud, been through that Gladys era, been Knight, through that struggle. Definitely. And and then also Big Boy is is damn near a mayor of Atlanta. It's <laughs> scary because oftentimes like a lot of people have that like a lot of old people too. They have that well if you pull your pants up and if you like that's that respectability, respectability politics. politics. So I don't know. You know, I'm not saying Gladys is or she has that um that perspective, but I don't know. A lot it's, of people fought about that. Yeah. I ain't even gonna hold y'all. Whitney Houston is still the greatest. Her her national anthem performance. Her, her, it went like number. It went like top ten in like the Billboard. It's on her greatest hits album. Like that's crazy. That's wild. The, her national anthem performance is on her greatest hits album. A le- never mind. Y'all know I can sit here and talk for hours about my queen. Legendary. And um, couple, two more things. One, any thoughts on this Covington Catholic situation? And they're like right down the street. Literally. Literally. So I It's to drive past them on the way to work every morning. Stop caping. I mean, I love how white kids are able to be given the grace to be irresponsible and mm-hmm. black children will never. Right. And that's and I, that's the obvious. Like the little boy that was singing in Walmart got arrested, but the other little boy went to Coachella. Right. It's like our black kids are not seen as children. Right. White kids are given so much fucking grace. It's ridiculous. They call 12-year-old Tamir a man. A man. A man. You're, I want our black children to be children so bad, and the world will never see them that way. And as a parent, this struck a fucking nerve. Because my child is 10. He'll be 10 this year. And I think about the day where somebody gets on an elevator or gets in a closed corner with my child and clutches her fucking purse and how I'm going to see, I won't be, I'll be inconsolable. I'm going to snap when I like, or the day where they switch the sidewalk or they, they or the day where my son isn't seen as a kid anymore. And he's definitely a kid. And when I look at him, he's tall, you know, he's got some weight on him. 
He's, you know, like he's, he's, growing his hair out. he's growing his hair out. So he's starting to look a lot more mature than 10. That frightens the fuck out of me. Because we know he's a kid. We know he's a they kid. Don't. They're not going to see my baby right. as a baby, as an immature little knucklehead ass kid. That's scary. So when I look at these white kids who come, Covington Catholic is in Covington, Kentucky. These Basically, white kids <laughs> went to where was it? DC? DC. Yep. Rallied to go to DC with MAGA hats on. With MAGA hats on. <laughs> with the, the new age white hoods. And to harass protesters. Not only that, you scream, build that wall to build that wall at a Native American. Is that the irony? Build the wall to keep your grandparents out. Like that's the like, irony what? is that you scream, build that wall at a Native American protest. You dumb. Clearly, your parents aren't paying for education. Exactly. Clearly, that ed- that overpriced ass school is not. And the crazy thing is, with all these kids, we're they're adults. So we're talking about mm-hmm. that these kids are just need to be seen as children when their adults paid their adult ass parents paid for them to go to DC exactly. to act the fucking ass. Exactly. So fuck them. And paid, fuck their grace. And, and and paid for the PR firm to spin the story. Paid for the PR firm. Paid for the national coverage. Paid for the disrespect. Paid for the Today Show interview. Paid they for did an it. We're yeah. doing one tomorrow. <laughs> we record. We record this on Tuesday. Wednesday, we're, we're dropping an interview with that kid on the Today Show. So you see where I'm coming from. So when I look at the, the you are raising little racists, mm-hmm. cultivating racism, and you want to talk about these are just kids. No, you went out there knowing what you're knowing what you're doing. You know what you're doing because it's indoctrinated. If, if it's ingrained. Was, if Trayvon and Mike Brown and, and Tamir Rice weren't just kids, how dare you? These aren't just kids. You were taught hate. You were taught to. You were taught racism, and it's inherent and it's ingrained. And I'm looking at these kids, and I see a lawyer, I see a judge, I see a professional, doctors. I see doctors, I see people who influence officers. officers, I see people who influence an entire nation. And then I see my black son, because these kids won't influence my future, but they'll damn sure be responsible for my child's. Or they're going to inhabit these spaces. That's real. Like, it's, it's they're going to go to school with your racist-ass kids. And, the, and a lot of schools are doing uniforms these days. So it's easily to veil that white hood mm-hmm. underneath these Catholic school uniforms, sitting next to your black-ass child, my black-ass child. It's hard. So when, the, when I saw that shit, when I say, I actually cried. I can't lie. Because the first thing I saw was, bruh, my son's not safe, dog. And the closer you start to get to a sense of security and an elevation, especially with the things that I have going on just to secure him, just to keep him as in this bubble and in this space. You're around them more. You're the closer you I ascend, the closer I get him out the mud, the higher I push him to like danger. Right. Because there aren't a lot of us, the higher I go, the less of us I see. So these are the people that are influ- also are going to be able to influence because your son, my uh, as a parent, I'm not his greatest. I'm his greatest influence. I'm not his only one. Right, right. So sorry to get off on a tangent, but that shit is that's scary as fuck. That's scary as fuck. Just just continue to be safe out here. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up because you know we need to get out of here. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for coming. Yes, uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you yeah, so much for coming. It. Again, check out Speaking in Tongues. All of the information will be in our bio. Um, yeah, as far as me. I need to get my juice up. <laughs> you go get some nah. after this one. You get some after this. Definitely drop us the link. And we would love to we support gonna, it. We're going to support it. Um, signing off, it's your boy C. Diddy. It's Ali Nicole. We thank you. We appreciate you. We are.
Baby, I'm a toy. I'm going to stop my spot. You caught a vibe.